You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Peter Inch. Good morning. I'm Peter Inch, host of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show. I have in the studios here with me today our general manager, or sorry, I, well, you'd like to be general manager, wouldn't you, Dan? You want my job? Is that what you want? No, uh, I'm happy. You're happy where you're at? So Dan is our plumbing manager, and uh, in, also in the studio, his lovely wife, Lynn, has joined us today to keep Dan in line, make sure he's doing what he should be. So it's nice to see you, Lynn. Um, we hope uh, you'll be able to listen every uh, Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30 as we provide information to you, our listeners, about your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing as well as giving you some tips on how to reduce your energy usage or water usage for your furnace, air conditioner, water heater, and plumbing fixtures. But most important, the phone lines are open. So you can call in, you're who make our show, ask us any question you have relating to your heating, air conditioning, or plumbing. And the calls, uh, the numbers to call in is 519-643-2222 or one 866 Three five four eight two five five, and one of our lucky callers today will win a free Nest thermostat valued at two hundred and fifty dollars. So don't wait. Give us a call early. Uh, we'll answer any questions that you have. Um, we do this so that you, the listeners, can call in and get those uh, questions answered for free. You don't have to book a service call. You can just talk to us directly. So, Dan, you were at the Knights game last night. What's the team look like? I was at the Knights game last night, and uh, they're a young team. Um, I think they're going to be an up-and-coming team. I think they had four 16-year-olds and a 17-year-old goalie last night, and they're traveling to Owen Sound tonight, and uh, hopefully they can turn around a little bit. Well, we're going to hold you to that. We're, okay. we're going to check in every uh, every Saturday morning. You're going to be our uh, r- announcer on how the Knights are doing. And, All right. I, and unfortunately, we'll probably have to listen to some Tiger reports because Dan's a real Tigers fan. But uh, I'm a Blue Jays fan, but we won't talk about that. We'll try to bear the listeners to the Tiger reports as That's least right. as we can. But. <laughs> now, there's, um, you know, we've we talked about we have some tips there. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, toilets. And I want to talk about low flush versus what we were used to before and uh, so that people can get an idea of uh, savings from that. And then after we talk about low flush toilets, I want to talk about what if people don't want to replace it? How can they check it? So what's the difference between a low flush and a regular toilet? Well, it's normally just the number of gallons that they use to flush. And uh, the older toilets... Some of them used as much as five gallons, and the newer ones are more like 1.6. There's actually some that are a little bit lower out there than that um, that have come out in the last uh, year or two. But the when you, people are paying for their water coming into their home, and then they have to pay a charge to pay for water going out, um, low-flush toilets are the way to go now. Uh, when they first came out, People said, well, we have to flush it two times. Well, the technology now, they don't have to do that. The toilets out there now at 1.6 are just as good as some of the old uh, five-gallon, four-and-a-half-gallon flushes. Now, they talk about right heights, and I think that's the what they go by on those. Um, there's low flush in right height or normal height toilets? 
Yeah, that's right, Peter. The uh, the right height toilet is the one that's an ADA-approved ADA toilet. It, it's a higher toilet than the older toilets. Um, you can still get the normal height toilets, but these are more geared to tall people, people that have some uh, disability problems. And when they have those, that extra height gives them a lot more comfort uh, to use those toilets. And then you can get them in all come in low flush now. Yeah, and, I, and, and I'll be a little advocate for that. I've got bad knees, and the right height toilets for me, as it really helps a lot because of my knees. And I notice that when I go to you know a public restroom and it doesn't have it, yeah. how difficult it is with a bad knee to, to get up from that toilet. So mm-hmm. I would highly recommend the right height oh, toilet. They're, they are the way to go for people now. We once put one in for a fellow that was quite tall, and we put it in for his mother-in-law because she was having some difficulties with her knees and hips. And he was a pretty tall fella, and he said, you know, uh, called me back two weeks later and said, I think I need one of those put in my house. And uh, he found that a lot easier, too. Perfect. Well, we'll go to Frank. We got uh, Frank on the line. Go ahead with your question, Frank. Oh, hi. Um, I've kind of uh, tried different types of uh, furnace filters. There was the electronic one that uh, came with the system, which also has the the pre-filter. And then it was recommended that uh, try the the four-inch ones. Like, what's the the best uh, affordable solution for furnace filters? Now, um, was it a, to get into a little bit on brands, was it a Honeywell uh, yes. electronic? Okay. Yes, yeah. And you still have that in place today? I, I still have it, yes. Okay. So the the challenge we had with an electronic filter was it works like a sponge. It collects so much dirt, then you got to wring it out or wash it, and then it will collect so much more. The yeah. electronic, if you didn't wash it enough, the dirt would go right by it and start collecting in the furnace or an air conditioner coil and cause you a maintenance problem down the road. Okay. So then the solution was to pull that out and put in a pleated filter, four or five inch, whatever size would fit. Yes. And then that would collect the dirt. Now, the challenge with that is when it gets plugged, it would stop the airflow and you would say, hey, I don't feel any air coming out of the register, and you would go down and change it. Mm-hmm. Um, we would recommend that pleated filter. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, that's the, uh, they're about three and a half inches. Uh, they, they they fit in place of where the Honeywell filter would f- fit. Yeah, now does it fit tight or is there movement, you know, from left to right in it? I think it's fairly tight. Okay, as long as, and that's the biggest thing, as long as it's tight, um, then you can start looking at like a MERV 8 or a MERV 10 or a MERV 11 filter. Mm-hmm. That's that size, and the higher you go in MERV rating, the better filtration you'll get. And now, do you still use the pre-filter that came with the Honeywell one? No, you should no. pull those out, uh, okay. and it should just be that one filter. Because if you start putting in too many filters, then it will start to restrict that airflow, mm-hmm. and that will start to damage the furnace. And how often should it be changed? Um, we say six to eight months. So in my case, I turned my air conditioner on in March, and I shut it off in October. So Mm -hmm. I get about six months out of my pleated filter, and I have to replace it. But if you don't use your air conditioner very much, you may be able to drag that out to eight months. I like like to run the the fan to kind of keep the airflow in the house, even though the air is not on. Yeah. 
So that would add more usage time, would it not? It, it would. And do you have your windows open? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I say with that is you're trying to filter London. Well, yeah, I'm getting pretty good at it. Okay. So it's um, so you would probably be to the six-month time frame where you would have to change yeah. that. Filter. So you said MERV 8 and plus. Is that the numbers to go for? Yeah, MERV 8 would be the lowest that I would put in there, and MERV 11 would be the highest I would put in there. Okay, well, okay, that sounds good. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much for calling, Frank. We appreciate Bye. that. So, um We'll go back to the toilets a little bit because we were talking if people didn't change those mm-hmm. uh, and they wanted to keep their old toilets. That was my question, was it? It was good. Then um, what would you do? Uh, how could they check to see if that toilet is functioning properly? Well, the easiest way to check to see if it's functioning properly is is to put something in the tank. We, you would like to see whether the tank is leaking into the bowl. And sometimes you can't see that. Um, Water's clear. It's sometimes hard to see that water coming down the outside of the bowl. So you put some kind of coloring, something that you could change the color of that water in the tank. Then it will come into the bowl, and you'll know whether you have a leak from the tank to the bowl because you are paying for that water in and out. So you can use, um, we have some dye tablets that we were using to put in there. But the uh, easiest way is, um, well, some people will put tea bags in and dip it and change the water color. And then they'll see that come into the bowl. Um, food coloring, you can pick up at a grocery store little bottles of food coloring. You can get all different colors. You can put the water in the tank red or blue or green. If you see that come into the bowl... You know you've got a leak over the overflow tube or you have a leak at the flapper. Um, if you want to keep that five or four and a half gallon flush, it, it's, so it's a little harder to save water. Some people, you saw, they'd put bricks in their tank. Yeah. Um, that brick gets waterlogged. The tank is just china. It adds a lot of weight. Some people I've seen, and it seems to work really well, put an open jar. So the glass is really not adding much weight, and you might save uh, six liters of water, and it doesn't add a lot of weight to the tank. So there there are a couple of ways, but the best thing is just, just uh, to go to a, a low flush. So if they wanted to use the food coloring or tea bags, they would mm-hmm. just flush it, let it fill up, Right. When it stops filling up, put that in. That's right. Let it sit there and then come back maybe in 20 minutes or so yes. and see if you see any of that food color yep. draining. Any of, any of that color coming through. And you should give yourself at least 20 minutes to half an hour okay. before you come back to have a look. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll uh, take a break here for uh, some commercials. And again, we'd like you to call in. Our numbers are 519-433-2222. Or one eight six six three five four eighty two fifty five. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM nine eighty and online at am nine eighty. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now five one nine six four three twenty two twenty two or one eight six six three five four eight two five five. Now, once again, here's your host, Peter Inch. Welcome back. Um, we just uh, had a caller in that was talking a little bit about electronic filters and air filters. And uh, 
changing them. Um, in our company, we believe that a lot of people have the one-inch filter. We call them dust bunny collectors. You hold them up and you can see light through them. And, and it, it's really just to collect large particles. You usually can buy them for 99 cents or a pack of three for $2. Um, but we say those one-inch filters should be a pleated filter, which will be into a MERV-8 um, would be the lowest. And, and we look at changing those monthly. Because they're only one inch wide, they only can collect so much debris, uh, and they can get plugged easily, which can cause the furnace to overheat. So we want to make sure they get changed monthly. Then you can move up into a four inch or a five inch, or now we're even seeing them out there as a six inch uh, pleated type filter. And those you can you know get a little longer, six to eight months. A lot of people try to push them to a year. And again, they, they probably shouldn't do that. That eight-month time frame is about as long as you can try. And that would be as if you didn't run your air conditioner very much. So you'd get a winter season and a little bit into the summer, and then you would have to change it. Um, the difference in the MERV ratings is the increase in the filter's capability. Now, a lot of people test them in laboratories at different um, ways. So the MERV rating to me isn't always the perfect rating. It's close. It's all we have in the filter world and it's what we have to live with. But when they test them in a laboratory, they can change airflow and a few other things to make that MERV rating get a little higher than what it really is. But a MERV 11 to a MERV 8, 8 being the lowest, 11 being the highest is a pretty standard um, filter rating. will do very well if you have allergies. If you have asthma or something, allergies that are really bad, you may want to go up to a MERV-16, which you may hear the word HEPA filter. Uh, MERV-16 is like a HEPA-type filter. Uh, the challenge you have with that is you must really have somebody check to make sure the airflow is okay. If we're not moving enough air across that filter, if it's plugging too much air or stopping too much air from going through it, you will then get into uh, problems with your furnace. So we have seen people who have gone out and bought a MERV-16 filter, installed it, then a month or two later they're having furnace problems and we've had to go out, pull it out, and put in a MERV-11 because that's all that the ductwork or the furnace could handle. So when you're looking at filters or you're changing filters, uh, make sure you get on a routine of doing it. If you forget like Dan was sitting here saying, maybe I should change my filter at home. So it sounds like he forgot. We need to get him on our uh, email where we send out an email to you. You determine um, what time frame, whether you want it every month, every six months, every eight months. And you can we can send you an email to say, hey, it's time to check your filter and make sure that uh, you replace that. But the lines are open if you want to give us a call. It's uh, 519 519- Six four three twenty two twenty two, or one eight six six three five four eight two five five. Any questions about your furnace, air conditioning, water heater, plumbing? Uh, we've got uh, Dan and myself here to answer any of those questions you may have. Um, outside taps. I mean, we today. You know, I'm going to wash the car today, so I don't need to turn it off. But that is something we mentioned last week. But I think it's something we need to mention every week for a while here. Uh, because it's going to get cold and we're going to need to shut that off. Well, soon we're going to be getting some heavy frosts and uh, 
when those heavy frosts are here to stay, then you could be starting to look at having some problems with your outside tap. So what you should be doing uh, is check it out now to make sure that the valve inside the home shuts off, that the little drain plug on the side of that valve will drain the water out. Um, make sure that your hydrant is tipped the right way. Take your hose off of it if you have a hydrant in there instead of a regular tap and make sure that when you turn the tap off that it all drains out. And if you do all of that now, you can get, if, if there is a problem now, you can get it repaired now before the frost comes and uh, the heavy snow and then you find out that you have a split in the basement. Because if you do have a split, you may not find out till the spring. You may just go out and start using that tap, uh, turn it on, and the next thing you know, you've got a flood in your basement. So the sooner you do that, the better. Um, I don't think you need to turn it off exactly until we get a good heavy frost. But at least if you check it out now, you have time to fix it. Now, what if you don't have a shutoff inside? So you just have the tap outside, you take your hose off, you turn it off. Is there a chance of that freezing? There is a possibility. Um, I've always been an advocate to, to put a valve there, not necessarily if you have one of the non-freeze type hydrants that uh, it has to have a drain on the side of it. But if the, that splits in the, the winter time and you don't have a tap inside, you're turning the water off the whole house. And that's going to be very inconvenient. Um, some people don't know where the shutoffs are in their home. The best thing to do is to go around, make sure you know where all the shutoffs are, because if that freezes without one on there, that's going to be a, an awful mess and a big inconvenience. Now, with the shutoffs, is that something we can help the homeowners with? We certainly can. We can uh, go in their home. We can check to make sure that we've got uh, shutoffs and drains on their outside taps. We can label all the the uh, valves for the people, and that way they'll know where their shutoff valve is for their water heater, their outside tap, their main water service coming in. That's someone everyone should something everyone should know where it is. Yeah, and it and and I'll just give an example. In my house, I went into uh, an area where I store my Christmas decorations. I only going there at Christmas to get the stuff out, <laughs> but I was showing a new employee some different things at my home. And uh, I had a water leak. I had a cap on a bo on the bottom of a line that was dripping water. Would have yeah. never have saw it if I hadn't gone in there. Uh, luckily, there was a valve above it that I could turn it off and, and isolate it. But I thought to myself, could have been at work. That thing could have let go. Could have. I would have had a flood in the basement. And, and, and uh, you know, that's that's a very important thing that everyone should know where all the shutoffs are in their home. Yeah. So give us a call. That's something we call it our Plumbing Plus Agreement. We'll come out to your home, check all your plumbing out, label all of your fixtures, all the shutoffs, so that whenever you need to turn something off, you can just look at a tag, know exactly what that is, and shut it down. It, it's it's an, something that when uh, Dan came over and started working with us that we developed very quickly. We uh, They do a 99-point check. Check all your toilets, check all your taps, check everything in your home to do with plumbing. And we believe it's a great value. It's a good gift. You don't know what to get somebody for Christmas or their birthday. That's a great thing to offer them is a, a Plumbing Plus agreement where we'll come out and look over all their plumbing fixtures yep. and everything for them. 
So we've uh, this is our tune-up time of year, so uh, we want to make sure everybody out there uh, is looking at that furnace, checking it out, make sure that it is ready for the winter. Old man winter's coming, and it's uh, if we remember last year, it can be a long one. So we want to make sure that you get that checked out. But if you're looking to reach Dan or myself when we're not on the air, you can give us a call. London and St. Thomas can call 519-681-2450. If you're in Sarnia, you can give us a call at 519-786-2373. Or you can call 1-866-EXPERTS. Or if you're online, RoyInch.com, and you can get a hold of us. So like we say at the shop all the time, life is hard by the yard, by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.